0: So we're in this uh, series of all access, you know, that that uh, this season of lent preparing for the the cross and the meaning of the the resurrection. And we we have these as so a reminder um, to us that that in Christ we have total complete access. We got a backstage pass to the fullness of the power and reality of God in our lives, you know, present with us. That it Anytime, at any place. And so we've been walking through, as as it says, just different aspects of how we we engage with God in that full access. Whether it's praise, whether it's confession, whether it's giving thanks, or today it's to ask. To ask God for what, what we want. To ask God for what we think we need, to, to ask God for what um, what is uh, um, before us as our burdens or our, our desires, and and you might be asking, why? You know, why ask? And may even have been have felt just the the uh, the the struggle to pray. And to ask, I mean, God knows. There's no, as we've said plenty of times, there's nothing God doesn't know. It's not like we're informing God what we need or what we want or what we desire. Or in confession, we're not telling God something new. So why pray? What, what is the reason that, that, that we would come before Him? And, and you know, that's a really good question. It's a really good, good question logically. And, and you think about what we know about God. But our job, our call, our, our, it isn't to be logical. It, it's to do what God's asked us to do. And, and to trust in God. I mean, it's to, to hear the, the Scriptures and as God's Word and to do them. And Jesus regularly told us. Tells, tells a number of stories uh, to us about asking God directly for what we want, what we think we need, what, what we desire. Our, our passage is in Matthew chapter 7 um, uh, verses 7 through 11 um, actually. Um, it's on 788 in your pew Bible. Um, you can turn there. You can follow along on the, the screen. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask now, we we come before you, we, we want, um, or at least I want for us um, to hear from you, to uh, in, engage with you, to uh, not just sort of check this off, not have a good nap, not just uh, um, explore what we have before us uh, today, not... Check our emails or any. Lord, we, we want to hear from you. We want to engage with you. So uh, um, lead us, meet us in the power of your Spirit. Help us, to, as we were just singing, to open our eyes. Help us to, to fill our praise with you that um, come from your heart. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 7, uh, starting with verse 7. Again, this is from Jesus. Ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will give a snake. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? I mean, so it's, just, it's a command, you know, three times over here, right? Ask, search, knock, come before God. Use the access pass to go and ask God for what we want, what we think we need, what we desire. Come out, lay it before Him, full speed. Lay it before Him. You know, don't put a mask on. Don't try to gussy it up. You know, don't don't play like you do with your parents. You know, have a couple good things, and then then we'll ask. You know, how how we can do that or play off mom or dad, see which one or in a better mood. You know, to to hear. Yeah, just just come before God. Take the mask. Ask Him what's there, because the the one thing is that is our position before the Almighty Creator. We are always the receiver. We're never the giver. Because what can you give God? You think it's hard giving Dad Father's Day present. You know, what can you give God? God is is not in need of of anything. We are always the receiver. So it, it puts us in the right place before Almighty God to ask Him. And it puts us in the right place not only posture, but right place, that we are with God. Because that's his, His greatest purpose, His greatest desire. His purpose for creation is to be in relationship with God, to be in relationship with the living God. He created us to be with Him and in Him, and He created us to... And he is at work transforming us to be more and more like Christ. In, in all ways, in everything, in all things, He is at work for good to make us more and more in the image of His Son. Um, like, like we see here, he, it, it doesn't say He's going to give us what we ask for because that would really be bad. I mean, we're, we're childish. We're selfish. We are limited in our view. Man, when, when I was playing Little League Baseball growing up, I was praying for it to be a drought from April to June because then we'd get all our games in. I mean, I was praying heartily for that. And it was really good that God didn't give me what I wanted or what I thought I needed. And the farmers in the area really appreciated that as well. You no, know, God is so good, He only gives us what is good. I mean, I That's what it says here, that He will give us good things. And what I know are good things are for me to be in relationship, for you to grow in relationship and trust and dependence upon God, and for us as His people to become more and more a people characterized by the ways of Jesus. And so that is what he is at work. So when you ask, man, I just say go for it. Ask for what you want. You know, you don't don't need to gussy it up. I don't care even if you if, if it's wrong. Ask for it because I mean it's not. I mean God knows what you want, right? So, but what the point is? Like what Babel's saying, just be real. So let, let's ask because then we'll engage with the living God, and, and in that asking, we'll be corrected. At some point, we'll be corrected, or we'll be nourished, or we'll be comforted, or we'll be taught. But we won't get what we want, but we'll get what's even better, what is good, and what is needed. Now, now sometimes when we ask, that's a whole other question. Sometimes, you know, we, we don't get because we don't ask. Yeah, you know, there's there's a there, there's a there's a reality there. Um, and uh, I, uh, Alan, I think you had a testimony you wanted to tell me, uh, and that you wanted to share with us about a way that you got because you asked. Is that is that does it is it work? He just told me this during the middle of the last song, and so I'm checking it out. I'm just checking it out with him. Is it, does it fit here in the sermon, Alan, or not? Well, it's going to fit, and Alan's going to make it fit. And he, and he said it was a it was going to be a minute. So, we'll see. Yeah, Somebody get your watch out. Okay. And let, let's hear. It should be. He'll take care of it up there. Yeah, it's green lights on. Okay.
1: Um, well, the song, can we... This, take,
0: this is Alan Rainey, by the way, for everyone. Can we take
1: everyone. it back to the uh, I Am a Friend of God song? And uh, I just want to walk you through this. We need the verse, the second. Verse.
0: Which one? What does it say? Tell and She'll... Uh,
1: I Am a Friend of God was the second song, or yeah. maybe... The
0: a child of God.
1: Oh yeah, I'm a child of God. Okay, so this brought me back. Uh, okay, so the next verse, the next screen. Okay, yeah, that's it. Okay, so the the first song I really liked a lot, and so we went into this is a little bit slower song, and so I was singing a little, you know, not very loud. But I was reading it, and so when we got to this verse right here, you split the sea, so I can walk. Well, I used to not walk. When I was five, my parents took me to an uh, orthopedic surgeon in Atlanta, and um, they told my parents I wouldn't be able to walk without this brace. They gave me a brace, but me with a brace, and I started to walk there. It was, you know, a little bit awkward, but I was walking, and so uh, this song just, I mean, I stopped. almost started crying. (laughs) I did tear up, but he was providing, I'm sure my parents were asking, what are we going to do with this kid if he can't walk? And so um, they took me uh, up there. We'd never been to Atlanta, even though we uh, had parents there. I mean, Mom had parents there. But we took, we went, and so I started to walk, learning to walk, and that was great. I could walk, but as you know, I'm pretty stubborn. I didn't want to walk with a brace all my life because that's what they told my parents. And I found out I couldn't play kickball at the, uh, uh, at the playground with a brace, so they wouldn't let me do that. So I left the brace on the porch. This was a few weeks later. Of course, I had to learn to walk with the brace, to be able to feel like I could walk without the brace. So they wouldn't let me play kickball, so I practiced a little bit without telling anybody that walking without the brace. <laughs> and so I left the brace on the front porch, walked up two blocks to the uh, kickball, I fell down about 15 times. I, I got to play. The guy was pretty cool. He knew what I was going through. And so he let me play. And of course, I fell down, didn't get to first base, but it was fun, And and it's just the way I've lived my life since then. And I don't <laughs> let anything get in the way. I'm stubborn. <laughs> Thanks, Alan.
0: So some we don't have because we don't ask. And we, we think God's too busy or our problems are too insignificant or God's not powerful and intimately involved in our lives, other times we don't have, we don't get what we ask for because we ask from selfish motives. You know, we're 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 asking um, out of our our own um, evil, selfish desires instead of for what truly is good. Um, James chapter 4 the very beginning of, of James 4 he speaks to that and he, and he speaks to the, the reality of the mess that we are that we're just not sort of nice people that make a few mistakes you know, but that we are a mess of people and that we have conflicts all around us um, because of our own short-sightedness and so James those conflicts and disputes among you where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and you do not have it, so you commit murder. Oh, that's quite a nice church James is going to there. And you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. See, God's not a divine vending machine. He's not our heavenly butler to, to assist us in our mission. God's the one calling us to His mission. And the whole purpose of prayer, having access to God, is, is so that we are transformed to be more and more in alignment with what is God's mission. I mean, you can hear even from Alan's story there. That story is a defining story and God was using that in his life to form him to be the man that he is who refuses now to give up as he senses God leading and calling him. Everything God is doing is for good and for those purposes. So, So God will reveal to us in our time of prayer, in our time of asking, He will reveal to us our own sin. And I think that's some of the reason we don't ask or we sort of gussy it up because we want to keep God at arm's distance. You know, we want to keep Him at a safe distance. You know, He can come in the foyer, maybe into the living room. I'm not sure if I want Him in the den. Certainly don't want Him in the kitchen. I'm not sure about the basement or the bedroom. And I know I don't want Him in the car. No, I don't want God in the car with me. <laughs> You know, but, that, but the part of being real is that we're real, that we're asking in every way. And so there's going to be times you know, that we ask for selfish things, and that's really good because that gives opportunity, if we're real and open and honest, for God to correct us. You know, I come in on Sunday morning, Lord, I believe in miracles, and man, you're going to take this sermon, you're going to do great things with it and because you are so great. And sometimes God will respond in that uh, sense within me, well, have you been preparing for this sermon? Have you been studying for it? Or or is is this really your option for poor planning this last week? (laughs) Right? You know, or or at school, you know, you got tests. You got a biology test. You become a big Christian then, you know. Lord, (laughs) yes, Lord, I believe in miracles and you can give me a passing grade on this biology test. I believe, help my unbelief. Right? And in our asking, what's he going to say? Well, here, here's my answer to your prayer. Go study. Yeah. Uh, I, I, want, I want you to know. I want you to learn. I want you to mature. I, I want you to be the best biologist you can be. So what is good is for you to study. Oh, Lord, I believe in miracles. You can save my marriage. Here's the answer to your prayer. You need to stop flirting with that girl, that woman at work. You need to leave the porn alone and watch your marriage get saved. Oh, Lord, I hear it. You're giving me a new car. I know a car is coming down. I believe in miracles. And what is the does the prayer say? Oh, Lord, yeah, yes, yes, I've I already given you that money. What would you do with it? <laughs> maybe, maybe the call for a car for you that, that, that's new is maybe you need to stop not buying so many new clothes. Or, or maybe it means you need to let the cable go. Yeah, the answer to our prayers is God usually gives us what we ask for, but it's the way that He gives it to us sometimes. We want that miraculous. And, and, but, and it is miraculous. It's the transformation of my character and yours more and more in alignment with Jesus. So it's not only that, that we ask because God wants us to engage with Him. It's not only that we, that we ask because God is at work transforming us as we ask really openly and boldly that God then is leading us to be transformed by, by Jesus. And, and really, He's changing us. He's changing our, our lives and, and decisions in that way. But He also, get this, get this, He now has created the world. He's created things so that you and I... Are a necessary part of the work he is doing to save the world. We pray, and and by God's design, he has delegated to us a necessary part of participating, and in our prayer, God responds. I don't know how that works. That that is beyond this pea brain's capacity to understand how that works, except to believe it.
1: But it is the
0: case. uh, Exodus chapter 32. Um, You can turn there. We can follow on the screen. This is when Moses Moses was called to lead the people of Israel out of slavery from Egypt, right? And so he, he leads them forward. And they. You know, pass through the Red Sea and all that, and they, they they go into the into the wilderness, and there there they are, they're, they're gathered there. And um, Moses goes up on the mountain to get the, the Ten Commandments, and the people are all down um, below, and they they go back to the old ways of Egypt, and they start they get a, uh, uh, make a golden calf, and they start worshiping around the golden calf. And and so and Moses is up on the mountain with God, and so here's the the interaction up here where God's like, all right, I'm going to wipe him out, Moses. I'm going to wipe him out. So the Lord said to Moses, I've seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone, so that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them. And of you I will make a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that He brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce wrath. Change your mind and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven and all this land that I have promised. I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord Changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. I don't know how that works. That doesn't fit my theological systems. And I'm refusing to make it fit. I'm going to leave it there. Because somehow, what this story tells me is that we participate with God in the rescue and the salvation of the world. That, 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 this, this is a privilege to ask, especially when we ask for the needs of the world, when, when we ask for justice to be done, when we ask for, for the salvation of friends and enemies. When, when we ask for, for righteousness to be real in our communities and neighborhoods, man, this is God is at work where, where, where we would see that God's calling us to participate with Him. We have all access and such privilege. We get to participate in the spiritual battle. Ephesians chapter 6. This is the, the, the passage where the Apostle Paul sets up the, um, the armor of God. You know, we have the armor of God. At the very beginning of it, though, he says this. He says, Our struggle, or right, right in the beginning, he says, Our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness. You know, this is what the struggle is against. This is the battle that we're in. It's not flesh and blood. It's rulers and authorities and cosmic powers, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This is what we are battling. And so, uh, one, just to stop for a moment on, on this, you know, what, what is a waste of time are, are arguments with human beings. That's a waste of time. It's a waste of time and we think that is the battle. Because we're now being distracted from what really is the battle against the spiritual powers of evil in heavenly places. So here, here's my one, one little charge here. You find yourself complaining, arguing, bemoaning, throwing stuff at the TV or at the radio or arguing about the liberal this or the conservative that or those people over there or these folks over here. You find yourself complaining. Be quiet and pray, obey Jesus. Obey Jesus here. You've got enemies. You've got people you don't like. What did Jesus say to do with your enemies? He said to pray for them that God would bless them. So you find yourself in real conflict at, at work, at school, in, in the community, wherever it is. Don't waste your time in other battles. Spend your time wisely in prayer. Because what happens in the rest of the passage, Paul, he, he now sets, it's like a locker room talk for battle, you know, uh, for, for the game, you know. It's like he's, he's gathered the folks together. Now put on your helmet, your helmet of salvation, you know, put, put on your, your, your shoes, the shoes of the peace of the gospel. Take your sword, take your sword of, of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now go out there, go battle, go fight, go get them. And what does he say? He says what there's to do is to pray. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication, asking God for all the saints. Asking also, Paul says, for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in chains. It's interesting here. Paul is in chains. He's a prisoner. My mind, what's the first thing I'm going to ask for prayerful? Freedom. 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 Get me out of here. (laughs) What does Paul say? No, where I am, may I boldly speak the mystery of the gospel. But again, this was a battle, so pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. You know, we, we're a part of the spiritual battle. We're a part of the battle of the salvation, the rescue of the world that Jesus has already accomplished on the cross. I mean, he's already shown that He's won the battle in the power of the resurrection. And, and, but we get to be a part of how that is applied and done. And it is first and foremost, not the only thing, but first and foremost, it is through prayer that we engage and ask God. Now, again, I think part of the reason we don't ask God to enter into the injustice of the world and to save other, other folks is because what we know is God often is going to say, going to give us an assignment after we ask for that. Said, Yeah, okay, yeah, you, you want that person to be saved, great. Now, I want you to go develop a relationship of love with them. And, and walk with them in love, yeah you, you, you want this issue of, of injustice of poverty or, or hunger or, or abortion or, or euthanasia or whatever it is, all right, well then yeah, yes, you're right, let's go. That needs to be done. Continue to pray for it, and now I want you to go do this to pursue justice and righteousness. We have all access to the Father. Nothing is too small. God is not too busy for us. He wants us to ask. He's commanded us to ask so that we might grow in Him, that we might better fall in love with Him and, and trust in Him. You know, and, and there's sometimes in our prayers where we are praying for, for healing, we're praying for friends in, in need and... Um, The answer is no, for whatever reason. That folks aren't healed. That folks die. Just like Jesus. Just like Jesus at the cross. He didn't want to go to the cross. But it was what God's plan was. And and what the answer to our ask is Jesus. There are are times that, that we suffer pain in our bodies, in our souls. suffer grief and loss. And it's when we go asking for God, engaging with Jesus, that there, with His nail-scarred hands and feet, He joins with us in the pain. As, as the one who has suffered. The, the, the only purely innocent one who suffered and died. And he joins with us in that suffering. The suffering may not be gone, may not be relieved, but he joins with us. All, all of this come as we join with him and ask. It's 25 years ago on Tuesday. Uh, Kathy and I were living in Pennsylvania, southeastern corner, southern Chester County, just a little bit south of Philadelphia. And our our team was playing in March Madness, the NCAA basketball tournament, the East Regional Finals. We're at the old Philadelphia Spectrum. It was a wonderful basketball um, arena. It's been destroyed now. And and we're like, you know, and and Kathy was uh, three months pregnant with Hannah, our oldest, so we're like this is it. You know, in, in 6 months, you know, our life is over as we know it. So if we're going to do this, we better go. Yeah? and so man, we'll, you know, cuz we we're you know, no no money whatsoever, but we're we're like, we're going to find some tickets. We're going to um we're going to go and <clears throat> um go to go, go to this game and, and so we get there, you know, and we go around the stadium, drive around, walk around, talk to see some people. This is back in the day of scalping had to be face to face you know what i mean there's no craigslist there, there's no ticket stuff none, none of that kind of stuff you know what I mean it had to be face to face so we're we're going and we're and, and, you know, we found a few folks, but they're, you know, wanting big bucks for the tickets that we, um, uh, you know, we, we can't afford. And so we just figure um, that we uh, just uh, missed out. And so we go back home and watch the game on TV. Now, it just so happens that this game is commonly called, by most, the greatest basketball game ever played in college basketball. For some of you, I know of one, for sure, is one of the worst games. But, went into overtime, and it was at the end of that game that Grant Hill threw a 75-foot pass to Christian Laettner, just above the foul line. Laettner dribbled once, turned around left, shot the ball with .4 seconds left, and it went right through the hoop. It was... The greatest college basketball game ever played. And those people would agree. Now, for those Kentucky people that have just cut me off, you're just not listening to me, do what Jesus said, bless your enemies and pray for them. And plus, yeah, you're still in the tournament playing well, looking good. So we'll rejoice in that. But that day, that was the greatest game. Well, the next day, and we got to watch it on TV and... Next day, Kathy went to work and one of her coworkers, one of her colleagues, it was like, oh, what a great game yesterday. Yeah, well, we went to the game and it was a black... Oh, man, did you buy tickets ahead of time? Did you get tickets? Oh, no, no. We, we just went to the ticket counter the day of the game. And they had them there. In those days, you know, there's four teams... You play two games on Thursday, and then there's a championship game on Saturday. Well, a lot of the teams, you know, if they lose, they go home. And in those days, they would turn their tickets back in. Even though you call the ticket place, oh, no, we're sold out. You can't buy, there's no more tickets. But there would be tickets that would become available from the teams that were leaving. And what we didn't do was go ask, we didn't go ask to the most obvious place. We just assumed all the tickets were gone. We just assumed there's no way, it would be a waste of time going to the ticket counter and asking. And we missed out on being at the greatest college basketball game ever. That's what happens when we don't ask. When we don't ask really, when we don't ask openly and honestly, when we assume things, when we just feel, oh, God's too busy, or I'm too busy. ah, no, Go. Ask. Be real with God. And He will always give what is good. Let's go ask Him now. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank You that we have, through Jesus, been given all access. And and even more um, miraculously, it seems, that we're we're given access to You and participants with You in the salvation of the world. That You have so ordered and orchestrated things that we are a part of this this spiritual battle. That what You have accomplished, now we get to live into and pursue and see accomplished around us. Thank you that we can come and and ask for the needs that are on our heart. Lord, we we pray for those in our midst in need of your healing hand. We continue to pray for Lee Alexander and Chip Wagner, for Pat Robinson, for Robin Warner, uh, for Michael Funes. We we pray your your healing hand upon each of them. Lord, we pray for Betsy Crumrine and her family and the, the death of Chuck Crumrine. We pray your comfort and peace upon them. And other, other burdens that are upon us, we lay them before You. Other, other friends, we lay them before You. Enemies, we lay before You, Lord. And, 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 and burdens that are upon us in our world, in our community, in our families, wherever it might be, we, we ask for Your blessing. We ask for You to fix it. We, we ask for You to be at work bringing healing and truth. And thank You for the privilege Coming before you, we we rejoice this day also. We we pray for uh, um, and give you thanks for Gus and Vera Gustafson who who celebrate their 65th wedding anniversary today. Lord, we, we marvel at that, and Lord, yet we and Lord, we also ask for those marriages that are in need of reconciliation. We we pray for those marriages that are just sort of floating through instead of engaged with one another and growing in, in love. Lord, we, we, we pray and, and, and ask for Your Spirit to be at work in us to be the best husband or wife or mother or father or child, son or daughter in, in the, the families that You have, have given us. And in our relationships, of, in our families, Lord, may that, that be a witness Be a witness of your love alive in us. Thank you for the Gustafsons and we we rejoice in them and your work in them. Now, Almighty God, we we continue to pray that you will lead us to be the church that you have have called us to be. So, So hear our cries as we come before you. Dear God, Make us into Your community for Your glory. Connect us in Jesus no matter our differences. Lead us to serve the world like Jesus no matter the cost. Help us to celebrate You no matter the circumstances. We need You, Holy Spirit, to empower us for greater works than Jesus. Amen.